On today's episode, I'm going to take a look at three stocks that you should add to your watch list for long-term investments. I just ran my screener and I found them. And my screener is looking for the following. It's looking for strong historical compound annual growth rate. That means does it have strong revenue growth in the past? I'm also looking for strong balance sheet. Does it have a, a strong shareholder equity? Does it have strong current ratios? And does it have cash flow from operations? Is it making money from its everyday business? I'm also then after that, I take a look at the company and look at their future growth. What are analysts expecting the growth? So they're also expected to grow as strong levels and all these three companies are going to hit different markets the first one we're going to take a look at is hitting the gaming market the second one we're going to take a look at is helping a lot of e-commerce and with the logistics of them and it's growing at crazy levels and the third one is in the video streaming services and it is probably a sleeper right now so this is the part where i normally spend about 45 seconds to a minute explaining why you should like the video check out my socials and patreon but for the next few days i want to use it to try to make a difference right now there are tons of kids asking santa for happiness this year has been pretty rough for many people and usually kids don't understand why and if you're watching this video it probably means you are blessed like me to continue to put money to work in the market and i just want to say there are easy ways to give back to the community One method my wife found is USPS Santa Operation, where kids write to Santa and you can read the letter and adopt the child and send them a gift. I'm sure there are other methods out there, but I just want to use this platform for this. Now, I hope you guys don't mind that short off topic and let's get back to the episode. So for each stock, we're going to take a quick look at their charts. We're going to take a look at year-to-date performance, at their financial numbers, and their future growth. So the first company we are going to take a look at is Singa. This is a game developer company. They focus mainly on mobile games, and we'll take a look at that in a second. But right now, their ticker is CNGA, that's Z as in Zebra. Right now, it's sitting at $8.69. Year-to-date, the stock has returned 41% to investors. Congratulations anybody holding long but since its peak it's actually down about 17 percent so it's definitely seen a nice pullback and we can see since since i want to say since may it's been pretty quiet it's been pretty volatile in the short term of things but if we take a look in the long term of things it's been pretty quiet and hasn't moved much right now it has a market cap of 9.38 billion dollars and like i mentioned i've mentioned this in yesterday's video on the stocks that i purchased i feel like right now eyes are focused in different sectors so now we're getting kind of quietness in like the gaming sectors and like the e-commerce sectors for sure a lot more people are focused right now on ev stocks on marijuana stocks on clean energy and for their own reasons right i, I don't believe those are bad investments but I like to keep eyes on places where not everybody is looking at right now. So if we take a look at charge for Singa, I'm looking for two things. First, is it overextended from its moving averages? And like I mentioned, I am a long-term investor. So technicals don't play too big of a role when I purchase a company, but I do want to see certain aspects and they hold a small a small selection of what I look at. So first, they are not overextended. We can see the stock price right now is sitting next to all three of its moving averages. We can see that's probably a great entry point for many. The second thing is it's sitting at strong volume areas. Like I mentioned, since probably june or may this stock price hasn't moved up so we're seeing a lot of volume within this area so that's another great thing 
for me to see. So now let's take a look at Zynga.com and see what they do. So they're pretty much a mobile gaming company. We can see all the type of games. They have Tiny Royale, Merge Dragons. They have CSR Racing. They have Harry Potter games. They have RPG puzzles, Empires and Puzzles. So, uh, so Worlds with Friends poker so we can see they are a gaming company that mainly focuses on mobile games and i do believe mobile games is the best market to be in the gaming industry so i can see the future growth in it so if we take a look at singa first i want to see their future growth they're expected to grow 15.3 percent on average annually for the next three or five years that's a strong compound annual growth rate for the upcoming years another thing they are positive in cash flow from operations so they're making money from their everyday activities now if we take a look at their financial statement they have about 755 million dollars in cash and they have about 589 million dollars in debt so they have more cash than debt um, obviously i would have wished for a stronger balance sheet but it is a lot higher than their debt and like we saw they do have positive in cash flow from operations so that means they have money to continue to run their everyday business singa's most recent earnings they saw huge number growth their book their revenue was up 46 percent compared to same time last year their bookings were up 59 percent compared to same time last year their mobile daily active users rose 53 percent to 31 million and their mobile monthly active users rose 23 percent to 83 million those are huge number growth um the stock price was overextended uh it probably was a few when this quarter announced because it dropped about 7.5 percent but remember earlier through this covid section a lot of people were focusing on the gaming stocks that might have overextended them a bit then they cooled down a bit and now it's just kind of sitting flat for the moment if we take a look at some big whales big whales are also purchasing for quarter three of 2020 they increased the total amount of shares that were holding by big whales in quarter two of 2020, about 750 million, a million shares were owned by big whales. Now 810 million. So an increase of 60 million share were added to big whales in the past quarter. That's insane. We're, we're seeing that people, that companies, that big whales are very bullish in the company right now. The second company is ZTO Express. But before we go any further, guys, make sure to check out my Patreon where if you want to learn to become a better investor, I post a lot of educational content in there for great prices, great value. Make sure to check that out. So the second company is going to be CTO Express. This is ticker ZTO. And this is a Chinese company right now. Their headquarters is in Shanghai, China. Year to date right now, they are up 18%. But compared to the all-time highs, they are down about 27%. Current market cap is $23.84 billion. So CTO Express is the leading express shipping operations in China. And if we take a look at their most recent report, they here they show they're the number one. They own about 20.8% of the market share right now. They cover about 99% of the country with high-level cities. They have over 10,000 line hole vehicles. They have about 3,400 routes, about 91 sorting hubs, about 300 automation lines. They are the number one in last mile post, and that's uh, and they're also number one in the amount of park 
parcels they deliver per year so they're a big location right now here if we take a look at this chart let me zoom in for you guys alibaba in 2018 led a 1.38 billion strategic equity investment so they do own some portion in the company right now and that's pretty good because we know alibaba is one of the biggest e-commerce markets in china so if they're being backed up by china, by alibaba i believe that's a great move and a great move for alibaba as well they do pretty much the full thing the first mile pickup is they go to the customers who who are sending the packages they pick up those packages send them to outlets to then go through the sorting hubs then go through line hole transportation then go through the sorting hubs of the delivery place and they also do the last mile delivery which is the delivery from now outside once it goes to their final sorting hubs they then send it to the recipient so they pretty much do the whole process from beginning to end in this travel business so one of the biggest thing that they're saying is, is super bullish for CTO and pretty much any delivery system right now is the growth of e-commerce. So e-commerce in China in 2019 had a penetration rate of 20.7. By 2024, it's going to have a penetration rate of about 32.4. It probably might be even a bit higher now due to COVID situation, but that is strong compound annual growth rate of 17.5%. The amount of online retail sales of physical goods is also increasing over time. So obviously if alibaba is going to be doing good cto is also going to be doing good and now let's take a quick look at their charts now let's take a quick look at their charts first thing are we, are we overextended we can see no we're around the moving averages at the moment the only bad thing i can say right now it is definitely in the downtrend a lot of chinese companies have been in the downtrend right now we have huya we have doji so that's happening right now it probably could be with the overall tensions coming here with them um, in the america and the united states but again, once if one invests in Chinese companies, you understand those risks. One of my ways to manage those risks is to understand how much uh, how much am I going to go in the Chinese stocks? How much is international companies going to hold a percentage in my portfolio? I would never do 100% right now for me. To, at most 20% of my portfolio are international companies. Um, so that's that's how I do it. I want to see how how do you guys manage types of risk with internationals. Another thing, are we sitting in strong volumes? We can see CTO is having strong volumes in multiple areas. So that's another great thing. Now, if we take a look at their future growth, CTO is expected to grow its revenues. 21.3% on average for the next three to five years. Hyper growth. It is profitable in earnings and it is positive in cash flow from operations. Great news. And we can see historically it has been positive in earnings and, and cash flow from operations. If we take a look at their long-term assets, they are also looking good. They have about 21.2 Chinese yuans in billion dollars in yuans and 2.1 billion in debt so they have almost 10 times more cash and short-term investments than debt we saw they were profitable we saw they had positive cash flow from operations so that's a-okay with me like we saw earlier before alibaba did purchase into the company into some form of investment they own about 7.5 percent of this business then the major big players are founders the founder owns 25 percent of the business then we have some big members the vp of operations on seven 0.78 and another vp of infrastructure management owns about six percent so insiders if we count alibaba as an insider own about 45 percent of the business that is actually pretty darn impressive 
If we take a look at CTO, right now it's been pretty flat compared to quarter two. In quarter three, they have about 220 million shares are owned by big whales. Last quarter, there were 221 million. So it decreased by about 1 million, uh, 1 million shares, not a big portion, less than 0.5% decrease. Uh, so again, it's they're pretty flat right now. Again, not many eyes are looking into this market. So it might be another one to add to the watch list. The third one we're going to take a look at is Discovery Communications. And if you guys haven't done so, make sure to check out my second channel, Jose Nahara Entrepreneur. As you should see a link down below where I talk about ways to make money outside the stock market. So here, this is ticker D-I-S-C-A. Right now, it's sitting at $28.93. Year to date right now, it is down about 10%. Um, so it, it's definitely it's definitely pulled back a nice amount and from its all-time highs of the year it is down probably closer to 12 percent yep right now it has a market of 13.15 billion dollars and discovery you guys might know them as discovery channel and what is there that made me look at this company we're going to talk about that in a bit but first let's take a look at their charts so we can see the first thing is they are overextended some great news just came out for discovery channel and it has definitely pushed the stock price up so it is a bit overextended right now i'm not 100 percent sure which i'm gonna buy if any but these are definitely entering my watch list as i continue to do more research on them but discovery channel i do believe if i were to enter right now due to it being overextended i might just open up with a small opening position so we can see it is overextended from its moving averages and unfortunately based on the portion where i'm looking at the chart most of its volume it's obviously down here where it was pretty flatline for the past few months since i want to say since march it hasn't moved much um and now compared to march since october 29th it's taking a big leap up so congratulations to anybody that picked up in the bottom and was patient right this is crazy this is such a thing maybe you want to pause here you sold here because you weren't patient enough but look at that now it's up probably about 30 percent. so strong growth there um so if we take a look at discovery why am i kind of excited on this company right now so discovery channel for those that don't know they own a huge a nice amount of different channels they own hgtv which is probably almost something everybody watches or knows somebody that everybody watches um food network TLC, Investigation Discovery, The Travel Channel, Motor Trend, Animal Planet, Science Channel, and they also own Oprah's Winfrey's Network um, in the United States. And in Latin America, they own Discovery Kids and Eurosports. I'm pretty sure some of you guys watch that nonsense TV like I do, 90 Day Fiance on some random occasions. Um, the home builders, the buying inside, say yes to the dress, right? There's a lot of nonsense TV that a lot of people are watching. And now they are releasing a streaming service to launch January 4th with originals and 55,000 plus library shows. This to me, if I may be honest, I, I thought there were so many streaming platforms right now. Maybe it might be biased because of the Animal Planet and because of Science Channel and because of HGTV and TLC. But I feel like a lot of people just get cable for these reasons, for just these channels. So right now to see them being in a streaming service, I do believe that's going to draw a nice amount of, of people coming into their network. Right now, they're going to have a $5 a month with ads, or you can pay $7 a month without ads 
Um, and they're set to launch in more than 25 countries in the upcoming year. And they're going to do global rollouts via distribution partners in United Kingdom, in Ireland, in India, in Nordics, in Italy, and the Netherlands, obviously here in the United States as well. So we can see strong growth. And this is the major news that is driving this stock price up. So right now, if we take a look at future growth for Discovery, they're expected to grow 4.0% annually for the next three to five years. So we can see their growth rate is not as strong, but I do believe it might be underestimating this type of streaming market. So if one is bullish in the streaming market, I do believe this annual revenue growth can be a lot stronger. If we take a look at cash flow from operations, they have been positive in cash flow from operations. They've been positive on earnings. They're making plenty of money. And with this plenty of cash flow from operations, it's not like they're going to be creating it seems too many new originals since they have such a strong catalog unlike disney plus right where where they have to be creating a lot of new originals back and forth um because to bring people to their disney plus i think discovery a is doing smart with the way they're moving if we take a look at their financial statement they have about 2.2 billion dollars in cash and short-term investments and about 14.5 billion dollars in debt very weak balance sheet in my opinion but remember they are profitable they have plenty of cash flow from operations so for me it is okay for them to have somewhat of a weak balance sheet if we take a look at big whales big whales have been adding a small portion in quarter two 197 million shares were owned by big whales now 199 million are owned by big whales so increased by 2 million So these are the three stocks I wanted to show you guys today. I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like the channel. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.